Welcome to Revival is Here Again with Apostle Goodhart. God is about to speak directly to you as this message is guaranteed to impact your life. As you listen today, expect that God's Word has been sent in your direction to bring about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me to receive God's Word through His choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart O. Equeme. Whilst you're still standing, please be kind to turn to your Bibles to two portions, Matthew 17 and Matthew 9. Matthew 17, 19 to 21. Let's read together as a family. One, two, three, go. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hands to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fast. Matthew 9, 14 to 15. Shall we read together? Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often? But thy disciples fast not. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. Shall a big amen. For the assignment this morning, unleashing the supernatural power of fasting and prayer. Unleashing the supernatural power of fasting and prayer. Our Father, once again, thank you for blessing the reading of your word. We beseech you to bless the teaching and perhaps the preaching of the selfsame word. Take a coal of fire from your altar, anoint my lips and help me to come to your people with a word from the throne of grace. We'll vast always to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' wondrous name we pray, amen. Unleashing the supernatural power of fasting. Please be seated in God's wonderful presence. Power of fasting and prayer. Dearly beloved, as we study the scriptures, we'll find that there are many inheritances or blessings that God has made available for us and to us in redemption. And whilst these blessings and benefits are available and made affordable by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, it is not quite all the blessings and the benefits of redemption that have been drawn into reality in the lives of believers. It is one thing for a gift to be made available to you. It's another for you to access the gift, receive the gift, and benefit with the gift. So, many things are given. To be told, all things have been given to us as believers. 
But as we look at our lives as individuals, it's not as much as God made available that is at work in our lives. Jesus shared a three-pronged mandate of the enemy Satan in John 10.10. 10, and said the thief does not come but to steal, to kill and to destroy. In other words, when the thief comes, who Satan, he comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. But he said, I have come to give you life and life in abundance. So God, through redemption, has made abundant life available to us. But as we look at our lives, whether we are experiencing the abundance that God has made available is a question to be answered. Is it available? Yes. Is healing available? Yes. Is victory available? Yes. Is prosperity, covenant wealth available? Yes. Is dominion available? Yes. Is favor available? Yes. Is a banquet? Is all available? Track with me. But you see, it takes understanding to be able to draw down and to maximize what God has made available. Hello, somebody. So Jesus, in giving us the parable of the sower, begins to speak about four grounds that are there. One is the wayside. One is the stony ground. The other is the thorny, thorny ground. The ground of thorns. And the fourth ground he called the good ground. But you see, even in the good ground, seeds were sown there, but they brought harvest in dimensions. Say with me dimensions. Number one, there was a one dimension, 30-fold. Say with me, 30-fold. There was another dimension, 60-fold. And then there was 100-fold. Now, though the ground was good, there were levels of fruitfulness and levels of productivity. Good ground. Church goers. Love Jesus. So the question is to be asked, why is it that in the same good ground, fruit came at three levels? If you look at the story very well, you will see that the degree of fruitfulness in the good ground was tied to the degree of understanding. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So you're on the same logic, have the same pastor, hear the same word, hear worship with House of Judah, but somehow or the other, the degree and level of fruitfulness of people in the same church differs. Hello, somebody. The problem is not the seed. The problem is not God. The problem, or better still, the distinguishing factor or the determination of how fruitful or how productive you are is the level of your understanding. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, the more we truly understand and gain knowledge of the several blessings, benefits, and inherit in the scripture, the more fruitful or productive we will be. The Bible declares in John 8, 31, 32, 
Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. So the key there is to continue in his word. Yes, you've heard my word, but continue in my word. Right? And it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth you know shall make you free. Oh boy. So the key to liberty and freedom is not, or better still, what determines bondage is not how strong the enemy is. You got that? Oh, please, I hope your spirit is alert. Oh. What determines your bondage quotient or level is not an indication of the strength of your enemy, the devil. No, sir. Really, really, what determines how bound you are is how ignorant you are. Praise God. You shall know the truth, and the truth you know shall what? Make you free. Freedom does not come because the devil becomes weaker. Huh? Freedom comes when you know more. Somebody once said, the brighter you see, the faster you will run. Praise God, somebody. Praise God. Praise God. Now, the Bible declares in Proverbs 4 verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Say with me, I will get wisdom. I will get understanding. Once again, I will get wisdom. I will get understanding. So one thing that would change where you'll be in the year from where you were last year is your level of understanding. Haya, haya, haya. We must be unusually passionate and driven for understanding and revelation. Because when it comes, liberty comes with it. Hello, somebody. Papa declares in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word brings light and illumination for where you are, but it also illuminates your pathway. He says in Psalm 119, 130, that the entrance, entrance, the entrance, oh boy, the entrance of the word does what? It gives light. The what? And understanding. So with the light of God's word comes revelation and understanding. And with understanding we see liberty is guaranteed. So see here now. Track with me. I want to really teach. So we find in the body of Christ we can be doing the right thing but not getting the right result. Praise God. Go to church. You pray. You fast. You give. You tithe. And all of that. But if we don't know why we're giving based on scripture, we don't know why we're tithing based on scripture. You don't know why you're fasting. They said that you fast. I'm fasting 40 days. You don't know why. Uh, it won't profit you. Many have been giving and giving and giving, but yet still, 
the results and the reward you give us with light hasn't accrued to them. It's not because God is not responding. You need more light. And this morning, by God's grace, I want to take time to just share with you uh, some light that pertains to the power of fasting and praying. Praise the Lord, somebody. There is always a way out of any situation and circumstance. It's a way out. Ayayah. The Bible declares in Ecclesiastes 10, 15, that the labor of the foolish wearies them because they don't know how to go to the city. So, there is a how to go to the city. Understand it. Praise God. There's a how to engage in fast that your life will never be the same again. Light and understand. Mm. The good man of God, the honorable bishop says, every man's mountain is traceable to his own ignorance. Says so Satan is seldom not the issue, is IG ignorance. We'll trust the Lord to bring about illumination this morning, especially in the area that pertains to fasting and prayer. Look at this scripture, just to, to buttress this point. Psalm 49 verse 20. Psalm 49 20. It says, man that is in honor and what? Does not understand it is like the beast that perish. I mean, you're put in honor. You're honored. Eh? They've crowned you. You're the king. You're the president. But you don't understand. You behave like you're not honored. Praise God. So if you engage in fasting without having the requisite knowledge about it, you may not get the value of fasting. Praise God somebody. Praise God somebody. 40 days is very significant in scriptures. 40 days. 40 days. 40 days. The Bible declares in Isaiah 40, 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Oh boy. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. One of the things we'll be doing in the season of this corporate prolonged fast is to wait upon God. Wow. To wait upon God. To wait upon God is not like an old woman at a bus stop waiting for the bus to come. Idling, sitting, just doing nothing and expecting the bus to come. But to wait upon God requires you engaging in certain activities. Ah, yeah, yeah. In Acts 13, 1 to 3, there were prophets and apostles and teachers who gathered together to wait upon the Lord. The Bible says, as a matter of fact, they ministered to the Lord. What? You can minister to him? Yeah. We oftentimes think that it's only you that receive ministry from the Lord. Oh boy. My God. He said, they ministered to the Lord. Ha. You can minister to the Lord. 
thanksgiving, praise, worship, adulation, adoration. You are ministering to the Lord. At the upper room in Acts 1 said, Terry, unto the endure power. As they waited upon the Lord in the upper room, 120 of them, they were ministered to the Lord in songs, in praise, in worship, and in prayer. As they ministered the Lord in Acts 1 to 4, it was said that as they fasted and prayed, oh boy, the Holy Ghost said to them, Separate from me, Paul and Barnabas. Uh, so, oh what? So, in the midst of waiting on the Lord in fasting and prayer, guess what? Expect his voice. Oh man. Expect his voice. Expect his counsel. Expect direction. Many times, it's not that we're not working hard. But sometimes it could be we are not working smart enough. And the Holy Ghost will help you take the strain and the stress out of labor and help you to work smart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The story was told about three men who were from different tribes. I won't mention the tribe in Nigeria. One was A, the other was B, the other was C. And they came to a tree, a tall tree with fruits. <laughs> and the one who came from the tribe who believes in power and might said, ah, I must climb this tree today. And he climbed. Ba, 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 ba. Chicken climbed. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I would say the tribe. But Chicken climbed to the tree. He said, I, I can't, I have power. Brrr. All right. So the other man from another tribe, um, <laughs> said this tree <laughs> I won't climb you he got a stick and boom and the fruit came down and the other one said no this thing is not for just let me pray this will come down you know the point is you don't always have to exert strength in the way and measure you think you need to grace lubricates our efforts and amplifies our labor. My brother, my sister, there's some guys who are winning without breaking out a sweat. They understand. They have found certain keys in scripture that pertain to health, finances, marital bliss, and they're simply applying themselves to the word and the results are clear. There is a way to go to the city. There's a way to embark on a corporate fast that your whole life will turn around. It is my desire and my belief and my prayer as we embark in these days of prolonged fast that the scriptural benefits and blessings of fasting and prayer will be released to us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the blessings is that fasting and prayer takes your life and your destiny from the slow lane of life to the fast lane. Prayer is one of the most spiritual, powerful force that God has made available to us. Whilst prayer has its power on its own. You can't say that. 
But you see, when we learn to combine ah, yeah, yeah, fasting and prayer is a dual combo that the enemy cannot stand. Mm. The disciples were in a fix, in a bind, when one was brought to them to deliver the child and they could not until Jesus came and pronounced deliverance, then the disciples asked Jesus in our text, said, Master, why could we not cast out that devil? He said a few things there, one your unbelief, but he also said something after that. He says, this kind, oh boy, this kind does not go out except by what? Prayer? No, sir. Prayer and fasting. Are you here? Wow. So there is a, this kind of situation and circumstance that requires the combination of both prayer and fasting. Praise God. Praise God. I believe in this year, 2022, there are great things and great things ahead of us that God is saying, in these few days of the year, begin to pray the power bill, if you like, pay the power bill. So we're about to pay the power bill that will take us throughout the year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It was said concerning Jesus Christ. He engaged in a 40-day fasting by the Spirit of God. In Luke 4, 14, I believe it is, or 18, it says, he, after he was done with fasting, he said he came out of that fast, what? In the power of the Holy Ghost and his fame spread abroad. So when you engage in fasting and prayer, the biblical way, listen carefully, you will not come out the other way the same way now. Oh, your amen sounds, are you too cold? The AC is too much? Hello, somebody. Please turn on the AC, they're too cold. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, you want to come out at the other end of 40 days, the same way you entered. I believe somebody is coming out in the spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost. As the Bible declares, the fame of Jesus upon your life shall be spread abroad. Somehow doors will begin to open on their own accord. Somehow angels will begin to respond to you more. Why? You are about to build spiritual energy that will cause angels to respond. It was said in Acts 12 that Herod took Peter as he had taken James, wishing, waiting that in the time of Easter, he will kill Peter. The Bible says prayer was made continually by the church. They prayed until something happened. Saints, by the grace of God, we are going to pray until something happens. What is that? Revive to revive. What happened? An angel responded to their prayer, went to the prison and opened the door where Peter was chained. I believe as we engage in these days of prayer, there will be heightened activities of angels. Shout a big amen. Jesus done 40 days fasting. It was said the angels came and they strengthened him. Oh, as we begin this fast, we decree and declare by the mercy of the Lord, you will run in a new kind of strength. Angels will strengthen you. Week one, week two, week three, all the way to the last day. 
you will not fall aside asunder you will not give up in between and in betwixt as we start from midnight you receive the strength to endure to the end to receive the blessings of a finisher you will not quit you will finish well Quitters don't finish, but finishers and winners don't quit. You will not quit in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. What is fasting? It can be defined in a simple form as the partial or complete abstinence from food or water for a period of time for religious purposes. In our own case, for spiritual advancement. We're not doing it for religious purposes. We're doing it for spiritual advancement. We'll get on the fast lane. Such an abstinence of food can also include all other things that give you pleasure and delight. Huh. So fasting goes beyond just abstinence from food and or water to include the things that typically give you pleasure, your flesh, your your, your passion, your desire, the entertainment, the social media, all of that stuff that typically are your normal everyday experience. As you fast, you deliberately minimize engagement in those things as part of your consecration, number one. But number two, as you minimize engagement in those things, it ought to give you more time to pray and to study. Praise God. God. So fasting is not just about abstinence only. It is abstinence for a specific purpose. <laughs> Otherwise, you may abstain and engage in what clearly may be a hunger strike. You haven't fasted based on scripture. It's abstain and then engage. So you abstain from one thing, but you deliberately engage in something else. In this case, more of prayer, more of study of the scriptures. Hallelujah. And you're blessed with a ministry that God has graciously put systems in place to make our time of prayer more delightful and easier. 5 a.m. GPPA. In this season of watch and prayer, determine you're going to be a part of that. 12 noon. Take one hour from your lunch time. Rather than go to eat some Amalang Begri, whatever it is, he said, one hour I'm clocking in prayer. In the evening, join the corporate prayers. For those who know how to, 11 p.m., another opportunity to pray in the Holy Ghost for 30 minutes and pray some, some tight prayers into midnight hour. So these are opportunities for us as a corporate family to engage. So we're not only abstaining but we're also engaging in more prayer and more study. Remember I said, it's all about understanding. Some will come out of this 34, some 60, some 100. But may we all come out of this season of 40 days with a hundredfold benefit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to hear your amen. amen. Fasting is something that is found all through scriptures. In the Old Testament, in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, sometimes they fasted for guidance, for wisdom, for health. Sometimes they had a corporate fast to cry out to God for safety and protection. 
Sometimes they engage in a corporate fast as part of their national repentance. Sometimes they fasted for God to turn around an economic fortitude that they find themselves in as a result of sin. All through the Old Testament, you can see fasting was repeated there. In the New Testament, you also find this um, uh, powerful uh, key made available to the church. Jesus himself exemplified a person who fasted. I referred earlier, now I quote, Luke 4, 1 to 2. Luke 4, 1 to 2. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, wow, full of it, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat, he did eat, he did eat nothing. All right. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Now, we're told that Jesus did not eat anything. But the scripture doesn't tell us, right, he did not drink anything. We don't know that for sure. So at least we know he did not eat anything. But the point here is, after the time of fasting, we're told he wasn't thirsty, he hungered. So perhaps, in this days, perhaps maybe he drank water and abstained from food. Perhaps, we don't know that. But you see, verse 14 and 15 is what I, I really love. It says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Oh boy, he returned. Ah, uh, yeah. You are going to return, though. After 14 days, you're returning. Ah, uh, yeah. Not the same way as you are now. Uh, uh, uh. somebody is about to be metamorphosed you are about to be transformed you are about to be translated you are about to be transfigured people will not recognize you on the other end of 40 days just he returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee and there oh boy there went out a fame of him through all the region round about and he taught in the synagogues, being glorified of all. Say, I will return. Hallelujah. See what he taught about fasting. Matthew 9, 14. It's a teaching class. Matthew 9, 14 to 17. Please turn there, write. Come to church with your writing materials. Take notes. Go back, refer to them. Let's read together Matthew 9, 14 to 17. If you will, please, multimedia on the screen. Be kind to help us. Matthew 9, 14 to 17. One, two, three, go. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast off, and thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? Are you there? Are you there? Let's go, brother, sister. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them. Oh, boy. And then they shall fast. No man putteth a piece of new cloth onto an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up, taken from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine into old bottles, as the bottles break and the new wine runneth out, and the bottles perish, but they put new wine into new bottles, and both are preserved. Hear this, hear this, hear this. The disciples come to Jesus. Hey, master, John is fasting. His fellows are fasting. Why are we not fasting? 
He said, cool down. I'm with you. Huh? As long as I am with you, you don't need to fast. But the day is coming. I will not be with you. Right? Who will be with you? The Holy Ghost. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But I will go. The Holy Ghost will come. But when I go, you start fasting. So, he introduced, oh boy, a new kind of fast. Different from the Old Testament. So this kind of fast wasn't exactly what the Jews engaged in. He was saying, this is a bridal fast. It's a fast that you'll engage in as part of your own process of building intimacy with the bridegroom. It's, it's your way of expressing you are missing my person. <laughs> when I'm with you, you don't need to fast. I carry you. Yeah. But when I go from that point in time, I'm saying to you, I'm introducing the need for you to fast. Praise God. Not out of a sense of legalism and legality, but out of a sense of covenantal relationship. You wait upon me. You show me that I mean more to you than food, than water, than the places of life. It, it, you, you, you draw near to me by that. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, who will be with you when I'm gone, this process, this exercise will become a delight. Though it's still a sacrifice to your body, but you have the aid, the help of the Holy Ghost. Because I'm going, but he's coming. When I go, you start to fast. When I go, he comes. So he comes to help you in the process of even waiting upon me. Praise God, somebody. Praise God, somebody. Remember what in Acts 13? That as they prayed and fasted, the Holy Ghost said. Hi. Because some would say, oh, it's an Old Testament thing. No, no, it's there. Jesus fasted. He taught about it. He said, this kind cannot go out except by prayer and fasting. So it's important to know that. Not just that, in his teaching in Matthew 6, he taught quite a few things there, but you'll find he used the word when to refer to three activities. Matthew 6. When you give alms, or you give. When you pray. Then the third when was when you fast. Hey. When is the English word that expresses that something is going to happen is only a matter of time. Is that right? So when? When I come back, I'm going to come back. I'm going to Canada. When I come back, I want to see you faithful. I'm coming back. But if I say I'm going to London, if I come back, I don't know. It's not if, it's when. If there is a when tied to giving, there is a when tied to praying, there is a when tied to what? Fasting. As surely as you are to give as a child of God and you are to pray as a saint, you are to fast as a saint. Am I correct? Praise God. Stay with me. Matthew 6, 16 to 18. Therefore, when you fast... Be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, 
that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when? But when thou fastest, anoint thine head and wash thy face. Hallelujah. It's a New Testament fasting. In the old, you fast to show your sorrowful. You're broken. But in the new, it's a bridal fast. It's a hunger for the bridegroom. Ay, ay, ay. My God. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when you fast, anoint thine head, wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father. It's unto Jesus, unto the father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So as we are engaged in fast as believers, one thing not to do is not to look sad. You know, there's a particular religion around that when they fast, you know they're fasting. They're very irritated. They're angry. They're shouting in the office. Don't you know I'm fasting? I'm fasting. Don't you know? Fast. <laughs> Temper is just at, at an edge. You know, but so when you fast, don't display to men. Do you know in my church where, they, where ah, we're doing 40 days fasting? Ah, this 40 days, ah, 40 days old. Ah, you got the reward, reward already. Don't brag about fasting. Enter your closet. Shut the door. Come to your father in secret. He will reward you openly. So don't appear sad or appear as though you're fasting. Be cautious not to allow strife, irritation uh, to arise in the moment you're fasting because it's, it's, it's a time when the devil will try you where, where. They will try your patience because when your body doesn't take the food it, it, it requires. Um, it, there's a way it cries out. It, it, it cries out. The engine shouts. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at your, your time. Is it not your time for this thing now? Ah, this is supposed to good an hour for you. Ah, that is not good. Papa, this why is, why is it punishing us? <laughs> at that time, it's a time to go inward and say, Lord, in the place of the hunger, let me begin to hunger for you. You have to, this, you can't fast like before. This one will maximize you. Ha. Praise God. So, so, so put on oil. Put on your perfume and fragrance. Ensure your mouth is not smelling because you're fasting. I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Is this fasting? We're, we're fasting at church. <laughs> Praise the Lord, somebody. You come to the New Testament, you see that the principle of fasting is there. Oh boy, let me, let me read this very quickly. I want to read, read to you Apostle Paul's curriculum vitae of being a minister of the gospel. And we're all ministers. Just, just here is CV. Here is CV. It's not, I have 20 cars, I have 10 jets, I have blah, blah, blah. Here's his CV. 2 Corinthians 11, 23 to 27. Here is CV. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. Are more in labors, more abundant in stripes above measure, in prisons, more frequent, in deaths, often of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep as a wonder, in journeys often, in perils of water. Imperials of robbers, 
imperials by my own countrymen. Hear this, imperials by the heathen. Imperials in the city, imperials in the wilderness, imperials in the sea, imperials among false brethren. Wonderful. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings, watchings often, and in hunger and thirst. Hear this, and in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. So, he tells us hunger and thirst is different from fasting. Hunger and thirst, when you don't have it to eat and drink, you just, it's, a, it's a test. We'll go through it. But fasting is when you deliberately turn your plate upside down for the purpose of building spiritual energy, momentum, and intimacy with God and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three different kinds of fast. Some categorize more than this. Some will tell you about Elijah fast, Daniel fast, John the Baptist fast. But three in summary. Um, number one, what is known as a normal fast. Normal fast is what we engage in. Um, um, no solid food, uh, but water um, uh, alongside the fast. A partial fast is the abstinence of certain foods and drinks. For instance, the Daniel kind of fast, Daniel 1.8 says, but Daniel proposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat, 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 nor with the wine, that's pleasure, which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So he abstained from certain kinds of food. It's what's known as a partial fast. Daniel 10.3 says, I ate no pleasant bread. It's a fast, 21 days. No pleasant bread. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all. Till three whole weeks were fulfilled. It's a partial fast. John the Baptist engaged in this kind of fast. He ate locust and honey for the Lord knows how long. But the complete fast um, is a fast where you are abstaining from both food, liquid, and water. Now, that kind of fast, please, um, be led by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And when you engage it, uh, don't be dramatic. If you haven't done three days dry, don't do ten days. We may be looking for you to revive you to revive. Climb gently. Start one day dry, two days dry. Let your body climatize. Seven days dry, as the Lord increases you. If that's the lane you're going to run, you know that's your grace. Twenty-one days dry, the Lord help you. Uh, but don't don't go beyond forty days. It's not biblical, at least recorded. Moses did it. He was in the presence of the Lord two four seven was in God's thick presence. Um, so 40 days came like that. But if you do 40 days now, dry, the Lord will help you if that's your faith. But graduate so you know where you are. Praise the Lord, somebody. Glory to God. And by the way, if there are those who may have any health challenges, um, there are things that you're, you're, you, you know you're dealing with medically, uh, engage in a fast cautiously. Uh, there's nothing legalistic about a fast. However, it's important to engage your heart. Uh, don't now say, for the stomach's sake, I'm taking a little wine. You don't get that. you get it tomorrow. Praise God. You know you can fast fast. Praise the Lord. And do the needful. Turn the table. Food not kill you for a few days. And in our own case, you're free to drink water throughout the day, except you don't want to. Uh, if you're at a higher level, we won't stop you. Just uh, be dry. But be dry well. Make sure you're praying with the word so you can be wet with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. But for we, I and my household, 
we shall drink water. Praise God. You're laughing. Okay. <laughs> How to engage in a fast? And we'll pray. Fasting does not change God. Support. You don't um, twist God by fasting. Fasting changes you. Like prayer changes you. It changes you. Please, as you embark on a fast, a few things to help you. Number one, have an expectation. Document it. That's why for me, we don't start midnight yesterday. So this teaching helps you. So throughout today, prepare your heart. Consecrate your heart and your body for this journey. Come in with the Lord. What is my mission in this fast? Document it. Praise God. Now finally, Isaiah 58. Benefits and blessings of the fast. Very quickly. So you know what to expect. They're all yours for the taking. If you believe the Lord for them. Let me quickly read from verse number 6. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to lose the bands of wickedness? To undo the heavy burdens and let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. So this is what you'll be seeing. Yokes broken, burdens lifted. Say amen. 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 Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. And that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh, then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Hallelujah. Revelation. And then thy, thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. I thought I hear an amen. amen. Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer you in this fast. And thou shalt cry, he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as a noonday. And the Lord shall guide, guide, guide thee continually. He will satisfy thy soul in drought. Oh boy, and make fat thy bones, prosperity, and thou shalt be like a watered garden. And like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. Somebody shout amen. amen. Rise on your feet and once again consecrate your life for the next few days in waiting and watching. Receive the grace that makes for discipline over the next few days. We believe that you have been tremendously blessed by the ministry of Apostle Goodhart Obi Ekweme. It is our conviction that this message has begun a mighty work in your life, and we pray that the grace for prompt obedience to the Word of God will rest upon you. We look forward to hear and celebrate your testimonies with great expectations.